Welcome to the View in Your Mirror podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Rubin and Katie Harms. From new moves to tried and true strategies, we'll dissect the ways in which clothing and a little organization can and does affect your daily life. Come along as we hope to inspire, engage, and shape your rituals as well as your shapewear. (laughs) Oh, Lisa, it's so good to be back with you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Katie. We just had a little uh, beauty blind Mm -hmm. spot that occurred before we started our podcast. Should we discuss it? Oh, Lisa, I, you know what, what would happen if I said, no, we shouldn't discuss it. (laughs) I'd probably do it anyway, because I'm still (laughs) laughing about it. Yes, yes, indeed. So um, should we first talk about what season it is? I think that's a good idea. We're in season two, aren't we? And this Mm -hmm. is episode three. It is, it is, it is. This is the triune of episodes. And I made the triune of a blunder. Let's see, what did I do? Beauty, it was a beauty blind spot on a Zoom call because we're recording Zoom. That's one of the good things that's come out of COVID, okay. I guess, is that people have learned how to do business differently. And we can Zoom from anywhere and be on a Zoom call, put a podcast together. Exactly. And that's why we're going to be able to have guests too from far all off over places the all over the world. I'm very excited, very excited. But yes, back to my faux pas. I'm not proud of it, but if it helps someone else to know, you know, I remember back there was a Zoom call early on when Zoom meetings were happening where literally someone went to the bathroom while Zooming, not realizing that they could be seen. So what did I just do? Really not thinking about it. And I'll tell you why I didn't think about it after you say what I did, because well, I can't. I, I think I've gotten you a little paranoid about the adjustments of the bra straps. So True. as we were pre-discussing what we were going to discuss today, like we always do, you proceeded to stick your hand down your shirt and readjust <laughs> your chest area <laughs> as you were talking to me. And all I could do was laugh. And what did I say? I said, Katie, I am so proud of you that you made sure that your bra straps were adjusted. And you're like, um, no, it wasn't my bra straps. I was mortified. (laughs) And here is why that happened. We do a spotlight on a nonprofit. And I had gone into the information that I'd put together on them. And so that's what was showing up on my screen. And it just... I just completely spaced out that, yes, of course, the camera was still showing me to you what I was doing long ago before several of the last updates. FaceTime, if you were on FaceTime and you went to a message or something, it shut down the camera. And I'm sure everyone got used to that. That doesn't happen on Zoom. So a word to the wise, if you are in a Zoom call, And you have to go look at a different screen for reference or whatnot. You know, let's just say you're not checking your own personal Facebook when you're on your Zoom call. But in any case, you go out of that Zoom camera so you're not seeing yourself. Make sure you remember that everyone else still sees you and what you're doing. Or get out of the picture. You know, just put it on video. That's true. Take it off video. I mean, take it off video. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, well, here we are talking about, you know, fashion faux pas once again, but let's get into the meat and potatoes of episode, episode three, Three. season two. We have framed this as Lisa's one, two, threes and Katie's four, five, sixes in the closet. 
what was our impetus for this? I love, you know, as we're talking about what we're going to do on these shows, this one really resonated with both of us, right? Because we have spent zero time really thinking about our closets. Well, it's coming up on a year. Yeah. Believe it or not. And so we talked about it and I suggested, why don't we just do a whole episode on reintroducing everybody back into their closets? It's kind of like a first date blind date. (laughs) You can decide what you want it to be. And, you know, for the last year, everybody had probably their four or five pieces of clothing that they've worn. Maybe they went out to the grocery store and decided they were going to put on a different pair of workout pants. (laughs) There are some that did go to work every day and were able to get into their closet, but not in at the level that they normally do. So we are going to discuss something that we would suggest doing now or in the next month, because hopefully in the next three to six months, we get to get back out into the world again, hopefully. One can only hope. Exactly. Let's cross our fingers and pray or whatever you want to do. And we can start being in our closet. So what does that mean? When we walk back into our closet, the big thing is everybody is going to start putting on their pants or their skirts, and it could be a slight problem. And really, really scary. Very scary, (laughs) very upsetting. So if we do it early enough, we have enough time to decide if we're going to lose that quarantine, whatever you call that freshman 10, the quarantine 25. I've heard a lot of different ones. And you have time to do that and decide, am I going to lose this weight or do I really need to assess what's in my closet? And I am going to talk about my one, two, three. Lisa, I seem to remember you talking about on a past show, the homework assignment and how that pertains to your clients. Walk me through that. And how does that pertain to the one, two, threes? Yes, I do do a homework assignment to anybody that asks me to either do a virtual closet analysis or when we can go back in person. And it's the one, two, three, and there's a little bit of a four. Sorry, Katie. There's just a little, let's call it a three A, not a four. Okay. <laughs> so well, that's okay because I think I I think I got four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten in there. So we'll be fine. Okay. Okay. And I ask everybody to do this. And if they actually do their homework assignment, I will know if they actually have done it. So number ones are your pieces of clothing in your closet that you absolutely love. So for example, since you haven't worn those probably in a year, they're the pieces that you are the most excited to get back to wearing again. Those obviously stay in your closet, but do it in every category, pants, skirts, dresses, blazers, all your clothes, your number ones. If it is a one, it stays in your closet. Your number twos are your practical pieces that work with your one. So those are the pieces that you're going to have the most frustration with as we reintroduce ourselves into our closets again. Those are your black pants, your jeans, your basic maybe blouse, t-shirt, all of the backbone to your wardrobe. Now, in this case, I would try everything on. You have the time, do it. If it is a two, it goes back in your closet. If it is a three, it can be a three or a three A. Now, if it has stains, snags, holes, buttons missing. I I know this one. I know this one. It's out. (laughs) It's out, Katie. It's out. I don't even want to talk about it. It it can't even go in your closet. But then there's this big capital letter, but. If it was a number one in your closet, and the reason it is still in your closet 
Is it a piece that you absolutely love, but you can't find the replacement for it? That's actually the piece that I like to see from people because I will help them find that replacement piece. That's part of what I start doing once I get in, because those were your special pieces. Those are the pieces that you actually never want to get rid of. So you need to pay attention to those, take photos of them, and then we will give them away. So that's my one, two, three. It's very simple. It will take you probably about an hour and a half to do if you stick with it and you do it when you're in the mood to do it. I love it. Okay, now you stick with us. We're going to be right back after you hear about Rustica Bakery, our sponsor, and we love them. On the View in Your Mirror podcast, we love sharing our personal favorites. Rustica Bakery is high on that list, and we know you're going to agree. Rustica has two locations. They're original at 3224 West Lake Street in Minneapolis, across from Calhoun Commons and Whole Food Market, and Southdale Center next to Lifetime, where you'll enter without even going into the mall. Both have ample parking. Either online or in-store, bread, breakfast, dessert, treats, a menu sure to allow you to find a personal favorite in no time. Online ordering is a breeze and curbside pickup is an option. Available in-store only are savory menu items. Think grab and go for lunch or enjoy them there. Brunch items are offered Friday through Sunday. My personal favorite is the take and bake cookies available online or in-store. Truly a capstone for any get-together and in just 15 minutes from package to plate, a memory to make. We highly suggest you always have these in your freezer. RusticaBakery.com. Find the food and drink you adore or try something new. Rustica Bakery puts the love shown by their customers back into every item baked. At Rustica, you're among favorites. Ha, Lisa, we are back and we're going to talk about the other aspect of the closet, part that actually brought us together all those many years ago, where we realized we had this mutual love of all things that came out of a closet. (laughs) And one thing that I think is really important, especially as I'm listening to what you were saying is talking about the efficiency. We both work with professional people who are all about the business of efficiency. Can you do things better? Can you take less time to do those things so you have more time to do the things that really feed your soul and drive you? And if you can be more efficient in how your clothes are laid out in your closet and what clothes are there, you save yourself time, you save yourself money. It's it's a beautiful thing. I, I, I agree. And when I do my closet analysis, coming up with a plan for everybody on what they actually need. So you're not spending money that you really don't need to spend on. And you can put that money into other things is really important. You know, I, I got to believe that once you go through that with somebody too, and they know, like maybe you've sent them pictures of what to look for, because some people still love to shop. They love the process of going out and finding things on their own, or perhaps they find themselves with some time on their hands and they weren't looking, but they see something, they can go into the files you've given them to say, yeah, that goes, that doesn't go. And that again, saves them time and energy and effort to go, "Eh, do, does that fit? Doesn't that fit? I, I love that so much. As you were talking about your one, two, threes, you've had that consultation and you leave them go do it on their own because you could certainly stay with them, but really do most people want to pay you as they're cleaning out their closet? Yeah, that's why I came up with this system so many years ago because I don't want to spend the time cleaning the closet for them. When I get there, I want to be as efficient as possible. 
Exactly. Just like most of your clients want to be as efficient as possible in all aspects of their life. I think that's part of the key. And I think that's, that's one of the little things that if, if people understand, if they get this done, it will help them be more efficient. So now on to the actual guts of the closet, maybe we can call it. But one thing I would say is whatever you're doing, if you're starting with leases one, two, three, if you've already gotten that done and you're going into my four, five, six, four, five, seven, six. eight, nine, ten, or whatever. <laughs> four, two, fifty, sixteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it depends on how crazy you want to go. Crank up some tunes. You've got to set aside some space and time to do this. I tell people right away. Everything needs to come out of your closet. Even all the things you're going to keep in your closet that you've gone through with them, it needs to come out. And then as you're taking it out, you figure out, all right, what's really going to stay in there and use your bed when you're doing this as your staging area, because then you can't go to sleep before you get this job done. That's true. So now you're in your closet. You have to decide, okay, do I want a professional to do this? Do I want a professional to help me lay out the closet? If your closet has not already been outfitted, organizing closets and the spaces themselves, the billions of dollars that go into it, but there's a reason they do. And there are strategies that work very well. For example, you should never have rods that meet in the corner of a closet. A lot of times new builds, particularly or houses that have been around for a long time that didn't have closet inserts the rods meet up in the corner and you lose space because they do so. Never, ever, ever put shelves in the corner. I've seen a lot of corner shelves, they're angled. And what people don't understand is that clothes stick out 24 inches. So by the time you add the clothes on each side of that corner shelf, they're sticking out to a point, those clothes are meeting up and you can't even see the shelf in the corner. You wanna be able to access shelves, your shelves are gonna be transitional. So. If you have decided that you're going to look at bringing a professional in, then do your homework and pick someone who really knows what they're doing. You're not going to get it from Home Depot or Lowe's. There's a lot of good things you can get there. It's not going to be somebody who really knows how to organize your closets. Go to a professional who knows how to do that. Again, that will save you time and money in the long run. So reimagine your space. If you're not using a professional, reimagine your space. Think vertically. There's a lot of space up high that isn't used properly. I don't like to have any shoes, purses, bags, anything on the floor of a closet. I think it's a waste. Clothes, again, stick out two feet. So if you have shoes under there, they get kicked to the back and they get lost. That's why double hanging is so beautiful. 20% of what you have in your closet is probably what you're using in all aspects. We've talked about the 80-20 rule. So you want that 20% of things in your closet to be as accessible as it possibly can. We talked about double hanging. We talked about the shorter items on the top. If you think about it, and in a lot of closet companies will not put that extra shelf above the lower hanging of the double hanging. If you hang your pants, your skirts on that upper hang, or maybe your vests, those don't hang down as far. And that gives you a whole nother shelf that's so accessible never hang clothes perpendicular in a corner. We've also talked about that. What am I on now? Am I on like ABCD 12, 13, 14, 15? No, you're on about 16, but okay. you, forgot, you forgot one. I've got more. Oh, one in wait, particular wait, wait. that's very important, especially when I come into someone's closet is tell the, me, rod, tell me. the rod that sticks oh, out. Oh, yes, yes. Because yep, I use that, that a lot. And yes. it's also and- a really nice thing to have when you're planning your wardrobe for the morning. You can hang everything there so it's ready to go. 
go. Exactly. That is the pullout garment rod. Mm -hmm. And it is, you can get them. If you've got a closet that's already done and you don't have one of these, you can find them on Amazon. Just make sure they pull out far enough. If you have to put them on the panels between some of your hanging, remember the hanging clothes stick out 12 inches from the end of that vertical panel in most cases. So you got to get out in front of those clothes. Never hang those pullout garment rods above drawers. I see this done so often in professionally done closets. They're above your drawers. That doesn't make sense to me. If you are using them because you've laid out your outfit for the next day, my guess is your underwear, your undergarments are in those drawers. So do you really want to push them out of the way to open your drawer then to get what you've got hanging on that rod? So I always tell people, hang that over your shoes if you can. Think about actually what's going on there. The other thing that's great about it is when you come back from the dry cleaners and you've got those clothes, you hang them up there, you can take the bags off, you can then put them in your closet where they need to go. Along with that, as you're prepping your closet, keep a shelf open. Let's say you're coming in with your laundry basket. You want to set stuff up there before it goes into the rest of your closet. It's another way to keep your clothes more organized and efficient. Or if you've got a purse that you want to switch out, you've got an open space and an ability to do that. Now, a couple of things you have, what did you call them? You had a perfect name for them. Things in your closet that you don't want to get rid of, but you maybe are never wearing. Keepsakes. Keepsakes. Yes. Keepsake Keepsake items. Keepsake clothing. Keepsake clothing. That's 3B. 3B. I forgot to talk about 3B (laughs) because I can't (laughs) use... I couldn't use four today, but I normally use it as a four. If anybody can keep track of the, the number and lettering system, you're going to win a prize. <laughs> There's so many important things. 3B, I suggest getting a really pretty cloth box and putting things in that cloth box. A lot of times you can get labels and then putting it way up on top on that top shelf. Generally, closets are eight foot tall and the, the top rod on a double hang is up at around seven So you've got a foot left. So you get a box that's 10 inches or so, and you put your keepsake clothing up there. The other thing I tell people, there's all sorts of conversation about if you haven't worn it in a year, get rid of it. Well, we got to throw that out in this last year because that just absolutely does not apply to the year that we've all been through. So Lisa's rules, Lisa's rules are if you haven't worn it in a year, it should be a three, but I, good point, Katie. I think that everybody should now pretend that what did you wear like last a year ago, January, when, if you're going to do this now? Exactly. Well, the point being, you still want to go through your closet and get in there. You want the things that you can wear and the things that you're going to really love in there. That'll give you joy when you walk into that closet. Absolutely. To borrow, to borrow from Marie Kondo, who really does fit in my pocket. I think there's (laughs) nothing wrong with having a little bit of joy when you walk into your closet. So if you know most of the things in there fit you or are close to fitting you, great. If you have things that you love and you just can't get rid of them that are not the keepsake items, but clothes that you've had that you're like, oh, I maybe, maybe." I really instruct you to take them and put them in an underbed box, or if you have downstairs storage or whatever, and keep it and then set yourself a memo in your calendar six months from now to to go look at that box. If for no other reason, then you're going to pull something out and go, oh my God, why did I keep this? Or, oh, yay, I, I fit in this now. You know, there's all sorts of ways you can go with it, but don't get rid of it. Don't get rid of it until you're really ready to get rid of it. That's not one thing we need to stress ourselves out on. The last thing I'm going to mention, which is probably, I don't know, 82 on the list of things we've talked about, <laughs> pay attention to your lighting. 
Yes. Lighting makes such a, we talk about it on Zoom calls. You know, it makes a difference in your home, especially in the winter when it's dark and dreary, get the best lighting you can possibly afford to get in your closet so that when you walk in there and flip that light on, oh, something. Like that. I think that's good. There's one thing also, Katie, that we should really touch on. And that's once we have all the clothes that we're not going to keep anymore, what should we do with them? I suggest that any clothes that are in good condition, that don't have stains and snags and rips and tears, that there are many places, and I know we're going to have one of them as our nonprofit this month, you should try to give them away. Now, because of COVID, a lot of places aren't taking it right now. So let's try to maybe hang on to that a little bit longer so that we can make those donations properly. And there's women's shelters. And Katie, you can talk about our nonprofit. Then there's also Salvation Army and Goodwill to give away some of those pieces of clothing. And I really, really think it's important. I do too. You're paying it forward once again. And think about the women particularly who are going to be wearing these pieces. And so you're giving them away with the knowledge that they're going to a great place. And that is such an incredible segue, Lisa, into our nonprofit for this month, which is Dress for Success Twin Cities. They believe in empowering every woman through employment. They offer high touch, high impact career and workplace skills development programs for low income women to help them achieve career advancement, career stability and economic sustainability. So they offer long lasting solutions that enable women to break the cycle of poverty. Dress for Success Twin Cities is part of a global movement for change, empowering women to obtain safer and better futures. Now, their tagline is, we are about so much more than simply a new outfit. Dress for Success Twin Cities, www.dressforsuccesstwincities.org. We're happy to have them as our nonprofit spotlight. And with that, can't wait to hear from people how they approach their one, two, three, four, five to 82. <laughs> well, maybe they just got to 62, Katie. <laughs> Well, wherever they got, we know that it was that it was a fun process for them, right? We're just going to assume that it might be the biggest dread of their lives. But once it's done, that's when it feels good. Katie, believe it or not, you are forgetting one more thing. What about a mirror if you have room in your closet? Oh, Lisa, 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 you are absolutely correct. And I did forget that. It is imperative to have a mirror full length, whether it is in your closet or somewhere conveniently located that you can can get a good view of yourself. We are after all the view in your mirror podcast. So we believe in great views in your mirror and all sorts of different angles. Get in the habit of looking at yourself in that mirror before you eventually leave the house or before you go on to your Zoom calls. Full length is really a, an important thing to have. Thanks for reminding me. You got it. So Lisa, if people want to use your skills and the one, two, three, how do they get a hold of you? Lisa at wardrobeconsulting.net. And and if you are interested in getting a hold of me, you can reach me at katie at katieharms.com. You, of course, can find both Lisa and I at theviewinyourmirror.com, where we are excited to have all of our shows listed and all of our nonprofit spotlights. We are so excited to welcome Rustica Bakery as our sponsor. We know that if you go through the one, two, three, four, five, sixes and beyond, that the view in your mirror is only going to get better. 